Hello everyone, I am Noah Hosking And I'm Dylan Quinn-Valentine And uh, we are from Enjoy Church in beautiful Adelaide And we are doing this podcast because we love God Yeah, sick, Um, it's awesome Yeah, we've been studying together um, a great book of the Bible called Colossians Mm -hmm. Um, And it's all about, um, yeah, Christ being the the greatest thing in our lives And being Mm. supreme over everything else Yeah and just his goodness. Um, it's a letter um, that Paul writes to the church of Colossae. Um, he's in prison at the current time at which he's writing it. Um, and he's never actually met the church before, which, um, yeah, it's interesting the way he talks to um, the body of Christ in which, like, it's almost as though he knows them. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's never met them. So, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get into that later. But I think that's a really good point that he's doesn't actually know them, however, connected through the body of Christ, which is yeah. just a beautiful thing. Yeah, and unity because of the gospel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we froth it, and so we just thought we'd make a little podcast and mm. hope that you guys enjoy. Uh, we've not really prepared much, so... Oh, we got... We, we, we studied Colossians. Yeah, we, we studied... had a good chat. Yeah, we've had some good chats over it. So, yeah, we just hope um, you guys enjoy it and that your affections for Christ are stirred mm. and that hopefully you learn something. Yeah. Um, and we learn. Hopefully, we learn something. Yeah, too. hopefully, we grow all together as the body of Christ. Um, mm. And yeah, we're so excited. So, uh, why don't we pray? Dylan, do you want to pray for us? Sure. Cool. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that we have this opportunity um, and the technology um, that we are able to connect um, amidst all of this COVID 19 sort mm. of stuff where um, stress is high, um, anxiety is high. Um, yeah, that you are our peace, that Christ is our peace, and through the gospel we can be at ease knowing our salvation is secure in the work of Christ. Um, we just pray that uh, your spirit would illuminate um, this book to us, um, mm. to, to everyone listening, um, that you would speak through us, that it would not be our words, um, but this study would glorify you and teach everyone and ourselves um, something new or remind ourselves of the goodness of the gospel mm. and the sufficiency of the gospel. We love you, Lord, and we give all of this to you now, and we uh, give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sick. So before we crack into the book itself, why don't we just talk about um, Paul's kind of motivations for writing this letter? Yeah. Obviously, Dylan said that um, Paul didn't know these people mm. and that he was writing to them from prison. Um, what are some... Well. I guess, Dylan, for you, like, what what do you think is, like, the main purpose of this book? What do you think the key thing, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the key idea? What's really at the heart of it? Um, yeah, so, essentially, a lot of this book is um, exhorting the Church of Colossae, um, encouraging. Um, Paul talks about and gives them a lot of praise for how faithful they are being to Christ mm. and how faithful they are um, they're being to preaching the gospel. Um, but he also addresses some issues and some potential, like, false teaching sort of um, concepts that mm. are slipping in there, that the cultural pressures of the times are, um, yeah, slipping into the church. Um, mm. Yeah, but he does it in a very loving way. So I think both exhorting the church and encouraging them in their faith in Christ um, and their dedication to Christ in all that they do, but also pinpointing places where maybe there, there can be some improvement. Mm. Um, yeah, so do you want to talk about what those things are? Yeah, sure. So... um. The, the main kind of two things that the Colossians were under pressure from, uh, one was 
what was called polytheism. So this idea of, of many gods. Um, so obviously the Greco-Roman way of uh, worship at that time and the way that they had their Roman religion was that there was many gods for different things. So mm. you would have like Hades as god of the underworld and, and stuff like that. And yeah. essentially um, the pressure was, was to just include Jesus and just slap him on as another one of their gods. Yeah. So you'd have like, you know, Hades as the god of the underworld and Jesus mm. the god who was able to just do like miracles and, mm. and cool stuff. And he yeah. could pray to as well, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, is it interesting when we think about that in modern day context, um, how easy it can be to do that as well, Dylan? Mm. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, I think oh, a prime example, even myself as a young person, um, is the desires of the flesh and things like striving for um, monetary um, comfortability, which, like which wealth, is not bad. Yeah. So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like excessive wealth and things like that. It's like mm. plus, plus Jesus. Um, whereas ultimately, especially in this book, what, what Paul talks about is Christ being supreme over that all. Mm. Yeah. Therefore Christ should be the center of it all. And it's not plus Christ. It's Christ before anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we see that all the time. Like in this modern era, sometimes we think, oh, you know, back in the day they had all these gods that they worship that just like so strange. Like how could they do these, these things like with, gods of just the most obscure <laughs> obscure things that they like yeah they get around um yeah but i think like wealth is being a huge one like um yeah a lot of social pressures and things like that in our world that um sometimes can intrude um our faith in christ mm. and uh, make unclear the truth of the gospel and yeah. the exclusivity of um christ's work yeah like there's this great passage in John um, where Jesus says it, says it himself um, in John 6, uh, 35. I'm reading ESV translation here. It says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger mm. and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Um, so really what that, what that, I mean, in the, in the context of the passage, he's talking about, um, I guess, how, how like fulfilling he is, that, that there is nothing else that we could pursue that could, um, that could fill us up. Like the, the pursuit of money and the pursuit of, of a perfect relationship mm. or the pursuit of, um, of, of just feeling happy and successful cannot be found in anything other than Christ. Yeah. Um, and so really, yeah, at, I guess that's one of the main themes in Colossians is that Christ is, um, is worth so much more than any of these other gods yep. um, and pursuits of, money and pursuits of self-happiness yeah yeah and, and wanting to uh, reach like our own self-enlightenment thinking mm. that we can do it by ourselves oh, yeah 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 and then we have this second uh, sort of theme um where paul addresses um this idea of uh working for our salvation mm. um and having to essentially become favorable in the eyes of God um, to earn our salvation, which we know, which is pretty exclusive in the Bible, that we've, we've fallen short and it's through Christ alone and his finished work that mm. we are saved. There is no, you cannot work. What does it say? Um, where are we? Even our most righteous um, deeds in the, eye of, in the eyes of the Lord is considered as filthy rags or something like that. Where's that? You know where that is. Oh, it's in Romans. Romans, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> If in doubt, just go to Romans, really. Let's well, be real. Actually, actually, well, let's go to Romans right now. Um, there's a beautiful passage um, talking about how um, no one is righteous. I mean, it's pretty full on. It's a bit of a slap to the face. Oh, yeah. But it's beautiful in the sense that um, it shows that um, 
like Christ is is greater than all of that. Um, that even though um, sin might seem daunting and sin might seem everything that we are, it shows that God is even greater than all of that and above mm. all that. Um, it yep. says in Romans 3, uh, 23, um, for all have sinned and fallen short in the glory of God. Um, but are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as appropriation by his blood. So God put him forward um, in our place Mm. to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Mm. So even though... uh, None of us are good. Um, it shows that God, um, in his love, sent Jesus, which is an even greater show. Like, it makes his sacrifice even greater because it's almost like there's more worth to it. Yeah. Um, and this beautiful idea that God, to remain a perfect God, his justice had to be satisfied. Mm. It, it couldn't merely be a, I'm going to forgive you and reject all that he had done because he was right in his wrath um, towards us. He was just mm. in his wrath towards us because we had sinned a great deal against him and that we, yeah. we were enemies um, of him. So yeah, this beautiful idea that he would send his, his son himself um, to bear the weight of mm. the wrath of God that was intended for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. To give us freedom and to, to give us an eternity secured with him. I think it's just, yeah. it's beautiful. And that's at central at the book of um, Colossians of, of Paul's letter that, that, that freedom is yeah is is secured in Christ. Christ yeah yeah um i was just going to add on to that i think sometimes that can be a hard idea to grapple with um that god needed to satisfy his justice but think about it like this um i am in trouble i've got a speeding ticket or something i've been driving i'm on my p plate so let's say i'm driving past curfew um I'll give you this hypothetical. I am in a law court and my mate is the judge. Like, let's say I go and Dylan is the judge. Oh, yeah, fellas, my, that could end badly. Yeah. <laughs> we all know where that would go. Exactly right. Um, so so I get there and Dylan says, um, he comes down from like the judge podium and says, hey, you're my mate. Like, I got you. I'm going to get you out of this. Even though under the law, mm. which was which He's I guilty. clearly knew, um, I'm guilty. Yeah. Um, now here's the other here's the other option two hypothetical. Um, let's say it is my dad, my loving father. Runes, if you know runes, if you know, you know. All of runesy runes, yeah, love you. <laughs> we love you, runes. Let's say runes is on the podium, um, and he's the judge for the day, um, and in his love and being a loving father, he takes the sin. Um, he 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 condemns me and says I'm guilty because I'm guilty by the law. Except then he comes down off the podium and says, Hey, uh, even though you're guilty, I am going to pay the fine. Yeah for your speeding ticket. Now, which one is more admirable, Dylan? Like, which one do you think is more is more loving and is, which is more fair and honest? Mm, the second. Yeah, because um, the the justice is fulfilled, yep. except it's fulfilled on in the judge's... Yeah, on the judge's behalf yep. in the sense that, that God is that judge and he comes off his podium and mm-hmm. he sends Christ down and he, he intercedes into human history. And Empties himself of his... Glory. Yep. Puts himself into a human flesh, 100% God, 100% man. And he deals with it in a just, perfect, righteous way. Yep. And it is admirable in the sense that it is still righteous. And the, and, and the only way that we are saved is by believing that. Cool. Awesome. Well, now that we've addressed that, I reckon we should crack into the first sort of segment of yeah. Paul's letter, um, which I believe is tied with Thanksgiving. Um, I think for, it's from about... So you can turn turn your Bibles to First 
Corinthians. We're going to start Colossians, there. Colossians, mate. Yep. We're good not going to start in very, Corinthians. Very, very good. <laughs> we could go there later if you want. <laughs> we, we might Maybe do. next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> Colossians. Try Colossians. <laughs> That'll make a whole lot more sense. <laughs> We've just been talking about Colossians, Dylan. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. So, let's turn there. And this passage is titled Thanksgiving. Um, it is called greeting. So there's like the, the classic Paul greeting, which he starts all of his letters with. Good chat. And then he does his opening Thanksgiving and prayer, which are in pretty well all of his letters. It's That's kind of it. like his stock standard form of writing a letter to a church. Yeah. So, and that will go to about 17. One, one. 14, mate. 14. I'm on it today. You're on it. I'm really on it today. <laughs> my As Bible, could, my Bible doesn't split it up into sections. Uh, so, um, okay. uh, yeah. 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 So <laughs> I'm here with you now. All right. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. All right, so why don't we read this together and we'll just break it down. So um, we're both reading in ESV version, English Standard Version, if you want to follow along, and we'd strongly encourage you to do. Um, And we're just going to read from verses 1 to 14 today um, and talk about it. So let's go. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from our God, our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this, uh, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power. Uh, according to the glorious, according to His glorious might, sorry, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Boom. Awesome. Sweet. How good. How very good. So, why don't we just talk about it, Dylan? Yeah, sounds good. Hit me with it. Um, yeah, so it opens. One to two, basically, is Paul's signature greeting um, that occurs, yeah, in a lot of his letters. Yeah, pretty well all of them. There's some, like, kind of debate about, like, books like Ephesians, whether they're written by Paul, because it's a bit different, his his line of thought. But like, Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but essentially, yeah, that's kind of like his tagline, like his signature. Yeah, his rapper code. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, like at the start of a beat, you might hear like, rick, 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 yeah, future, yeah, yeah. future, future, yeah, that's and the rapper's name is like future or something. I don't yeah. know, it's just that's not future's tag. I can't remember any rapper's tags. That's nah, funny. It's I mean, funny. I'm it's funny. That. Everyone, everyone at home is laughing yes. because we are hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of just like his tagline. <laughs> um. And yeah, so. Um, it's interesting that he writes to the saints. Um, he's writing to Christians here. So let's keep that in mind as we keep going. Um, yeah, and also the uh, personal address, really, that to a group of people he's actually never met, which what we talked about earlier is it's a very personal and exhorting and uplifting um, message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we love it. 
we love this passage. Um, we love all the Bible. Um, <laughs> and so let's talk about it a bit more. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad that I said that too. Um, and Paul and Timothy say, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, mm-hmm. since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What's let's. the hope? What's the hope laid up for us in heaven? Great question, Dylan. Um, <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, in my study Bible, it talks about uh, the Greek for that, saying that the the way that hope is written is it is um, is it's like the uh, the object, like the noun of our hope. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like in the sense of the thing hoped for. Yep. Um, that Christians can really anticipate with confidence. The, this idea of um, being able to join, uh, it says later on, um, the the inheritance of the saints in light, to share in that with the Father. Mm. Um, that our hope is in eternity. In Christ, yeah. In the, in, yeah. the secure eternity we have through um, the finished work of Christ. Yep. Which I'm just going to quickly turn to Romans 5, because I think this is, yeah, this this fits in nicely. Um. I'll go from like 5-1 to 5-ish. Uh, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. In hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. I think that's that really addresses that sort of... Um, object of hope that is stored up in heaven, that it is Christ and that we are justified by Christ. And that is our hope of eternity because yeah. without, without Christ prior to Christ, our hope in eternity was pretty dim. Yeah. The redemption plan was always there, but you know, luckily we, well, we are very blessed and fortunate to, to have the savior of Christ that, that God was so graceful yeah. and merciful upon us. Um, yeah, but that, that is our object of hope, that mm. we are justified by faith, not through works, um, like some of the people in the Colossians church was struggling with, yeah. this this idea of working for the favor of God. Um, yeah, but it, it is solely based on the righteousness of Christ Yeah, and That's um, right, his atonement for our sin, which is, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's so comforting, right? Because really, if... We, oh, hello. Voice break. There it is. How old are you again? <laughs> Just joking. Yeah, good call. Um, really, if we think about it, if we think about whether we're good people or not, I mean, I mean, some of us might do good things, but at the reality of it all is that in our hearts, we have deep, deep desires um, for sin. Um, and so it's such a comforting thing to know that um, if, if it was our works that earned us the favor of God, we'd be screwed. Oh, like, yeah. We'd be we'd be well and truly done for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good that Christ is the hope that is laid up for us in heaven. Mm. Um, and then Paul goes on to say, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, uh, the gospel. So we have this faith because we've wor- we've heard the word of truth, yep. the gospel. Um, yeah, which is so important, right? Like um, – that, that faith comes from hearing the word of truth and hearing the gospel and knowing um, the character of God mm. and what he's done for us. Yeah, and then we go on and it says, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, well, what, what have you got written down for that? What, what's your understanding of that? that? What's the bearing of fruit referring to? Because I've, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I thought potentially it has some idea of... Um, the ongoing work of Christ in our hearts 
yeah. once salvation has occurred. Well, that's very much so like the next kind of bit of that passage. It says, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Yeah. So um, really this idea of fruit that we hear about in scripture, it's like in Old Testament, in Paul's letters, mm-hmm. even in the gospel, Jesus uses a lot of like a lot of um, imagery to do with, with plants yep. and fruit and growing. Um, but this idea of fruit is always talking about... Um, of, of, of like, like think about like the fruits of the spirit, yep. um, uh, these godly attributes that grow within us, mm-hmm. um, as, as God makes us more like Christ. Yeah. I think, yeah. And that's the beautiful thing of it. It's, it's Christ saves us and then he does a sanctifying work in us for yeah. the rest of our days. Doesn't leave us where we are in our sin, yeah. except pulls us out of our own mm. sin, out of that, out of that almost like lifeless and, mm. and dead. De- dead, depressing kind of state and continues to work on us. Mm-hmm. Um, until we, yeah, I think that's the fruit that, uh, Paul's referring to here. Yeah. The fruit, the ongoing fruit in our lives that mm. is the, the sanctifying work that we be- would become more like Christ yeah. as we, um, yeah, journey to understand more about God, more about his gospel and more about the wonder of the beautiful sacrifice that Christ is. That's right. Yeah. Big time. Um, and it says after that, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. So obviously, um, Epaphras was the, was the, um, I think, I think was the letter carrier. I'll for, let, leave that one on you. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, you know sure. what? <laughs> let's just ignore all of that. Let's keep moving. But I think <laughs> obviously Epaphras shared the gospel with these Colossian people. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, Paul then goes on to talk about Epaphras a bit. He says, he's a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. And has made known to us your love in the spirit. So obviously Epaphras and Paul are tight, like they're bros. Yeah. And Epaphras is kind of like reported back to Paul what's going on in Colossians, which is yeah. why he's writing this letter. All right. And then moving on from that. So, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Cool. Well, why don't we talk about that? Mm. Um, it says, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So, um, Paul is really praying or asking, or, yeah, well, he's, he's been praying that he would they, that these people would be full of the knowledge of his will in spiritual wisdom and understanding. Yeah. Um, and then it says later, it says bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So why is knowledge of God so important, Dylan? Um, Sorry yeah. to put you on the spot there. No, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Get me thinking. This is good. Um, yeah. Knowing God and knowing his characteristics um, and the true nature of God and for what he, is, what, what he has done for us ultimately leads to the way in which we live our life after salvation. Ultimately, it leads us to coming to know the grace that is upon us and how we can then treat every other person we we interact with with the grace and the truth of the mm. gospel um, and the reality that we can't come from a prideful position because we are just as broken as anyone else. Yeah. Um, I think that's really coming to understand that, that God is so perfect and righteous and that we aren't. That That is a huge way in which we can come to understand the, the true broken nature of us and the true righteous nature of God. Yeah, it's a especially a big shock to the system in in Western society and this whole new age idea of um, I can be great mm. if I think that I'm great or I or I like have lots of positive thinking and yeah and like I um or, or even like seven ways to achieve happiness and like yeah 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 this idea that 
our mindset. Whilst it does, it does play a part. Yeah. Our mindset, you know. But if it's not fixed on Christ, then it's going to be pretty. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to let our, uh, ourselves down, really. Yeah, but this idea that we can strive for happiness and fulfillment in life apart from Christ—that that is a huge, yeah, a huge problem that we are fed every single day by the news, the media, mm. um, a whole lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, and and Paul talks about it. Um, in this, in this book, really. Um, and also coming back to like the original kind of thing about why is knowledge so important? Um, as we as we learn more about um, God's grace and our need for a savior and how good um, God's sacrifice was, it should radically redefine how we live our lives. Like, um, not in the sense that um, we were obedient and then God sent His Son because we were obedient, but in the sense that we were wildly disobedient and God sent His Son, and therefore that should cause us. Yeah, to and want to live a life worthy of his will. And I think that's really evident in the Bible. Anytime a character um, or a person that God's chosen in the Bible to to write down and to tell us their story is every time anyone has encountered God, any time that uh, Christ has worked on the heart of any person in the Bible, you look at Paul. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This man was like <laughs> filthy. Off to kill Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was well... He was out for blood. Yeah. And you look at that example, and then like people, like I've heard, I've had friends. I'm too far gone. <laughs> Do you know Paul? Yeah, <laughs> I think he was pretty far gone. And uh, God, you know, when when Christ uh, enters someone's life, it does radically change them. Yeah, it is a is they are, they are essentially being they they were dead, and now they're being brought to life mm. again. Yeah, well, being brought to life once and for all in their Creator and the salvation that is in Christ. Yeah. And in, and in Colossians 2, verse 6 to 15, I'll read it now, I'll save it for the podcast, except essentially that's what Paul's talking about. The, the passage is called Alive in Christ. And um, Paul often talks about this idea of being made alive in Christ. Like my favorite passage in the Bible is a um, Ephesians uh, 2, 1 to 10, and it talks about being dead in your sins um, and in yourself, really, except God intervening and pulling you out of that. It says, but God... Um, yeah, in verse four it says, but God. And it's kind of this idea that, um, this idea of when God intervenes in your life, um, that you are changed. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea of knowledge and gaining knowledge about God is that as you get more of God um, and as you understand more of him and his nature, um, Paul says in verse 10, it says, um, it says, uh, with the no- so Paul's praying, sorry, let me rephrase that. Paul is praying for knowledge about God of his will. Um, and then he says, he talks about why he wants that. He says in verse 10, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Yeah. So it's saying because that you have knowledge of the gospel and his redemptive plan and his will, um, you should like, I pray that this, this causes you to walk in a manner that is worthy of the Lord, that you yeah. would live a, a life that reflects the knowledge of that. Bearing fruit in every good work and that, and we know and it's evident in the Bible that every good work comes from Christ. Every yeah. good work is from God. For you know, We can't do good works aside from, from God. Yeah, unless God were to intervene. Yeah, exactly. Yep, in our own sinfulness. That's just the nature of, of, our, of our moral corruptness, really. Um, yeah, that was a nice little discussion on that, Dylan. 
Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we move yeah, on to nice. verse eleven? <laughs> let's talk about verse eleven. Uh, May you be strengthened with all power, according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Wow! What a sentence! It's a cracker. It is, is a cracker for sure. It is a cracker. Um, Sharing in His inheritance for the saints. What, where are we? Uh, in verse saints 12. in light. Of that the saints in light, yeah. Isn't that awesome that he's made us, he's qualified us, qualified yeah. you. Um, yeah, you yeah, and to me. to share in that. Us who are sinners. <laughs> um, more, more. That more, is, more of that. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and like Paul said earlier, like it's not, oh, like you will talk about, I guess, later in this book, is it's, it's not qualified you on your merit or your own works mm. or upholding the law of the Ten Commandments, but it is solely because of what Christ has done. Um, and so, yeah, he's saying that you might give thanks to the Father who has qualified you. So you might always reflect on the gospel um, and what Christ has done. Um, for that is your qualification. Yeah, for that is your qualification. And um, you, yeah, to share in that inheritance of eternity. Um, that's why we take communion, and yep. that's why we um, we thank God um, for the great blessing that is knowing Christ and getting God. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. In verse thirteen, he kind of contrasts this idea of inheritance of the saint in light with the domain of darkness. Mm. Um, in verse thirteen, it says, "He's delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in which we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins." And that is really the crux. Mm. Of Colossians, yeah, this idea that we were in this darkness and this that, that that darkness had dominion over our lives and that we were dead, we were were dead in our sin, um, yeah, and then by His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness for sin, that is, yeah, He suffered for us, and that mm. is, and now we are we are redeemed, yeah, spotless in the eyes of the Lord, but yeah, not not by our own merit, and and not just that, that we are justified. And then, like we talked about earlier, Christ is continuing to work on our hearts mm. as we learn more yep. about him. And then not even that, we get to share in the inheritance yeah. um, and share in the joy of eternity with God yeah. when we when he eventually comes back. Like that is that is insane. The love um, for which God has for each one of us that he's displayed in the in the gospel and his redemptive plan is is insane. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No words can describe it. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so that is why Paul prays that we might give thanks in that. Yep. Um, and, and reminds them of what God has done for them. Awesome. Mm. Sweet. Well, why don't we just, um, why don't we do that? Why don't we give thanks about the gospel? Awesome. Uh, maybe. Uh, okay. I'll pray. Uh, yeah, cool. I'll pray. Um, awesome. And then we'll wrap it up. Hey God, uh, we love you. We are so grateful for your sacrifice, God. Mm. Um, you are so holy. Um, and uh, even though we fall short of that glory and your holiness, um, you still uh, long to be with your creation. So you sent Christ yep. um, to die for us that we might be able to um, bridge the relationship that we broke mm. yep. uh, with you. And God, we're so grateful for the ramifications of that, God, what that means for our lives today, uh, what that means uh, for our lives even after we're not living anymore. Um, and <clears throat> what that means for those around us, God, I pray that we would uh, allow this 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 beautiful gospel uh, rest on our hearts, and that that would radically transform how we do life, God. How we talk to those around us, 
Um, God, I pray that it would uh, move us to a position of awe and reverence mm. um, of your of your greatness and your love. And God, that in all of this, that you would be glorified, God, that your name would be made great um, and that your kingdom would expand ever more. Um, as Paul talks about, uh, that the gospel is bearing fruit, um, increasing in the whole world. Um, I pray that we would uh, be more and more a part of that, God, that you would use us as we humble ourselves. Um, and yeah, God, we just pray that you would have your way in our lives and that we would get more of you. Um, and yeah, we just thank you so much for this inheritance that we can share in. And in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. And in Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're so glad that you could join us today on this little trial run of our podcast. We yeah. had lots of fun. We hope you did too. Yeah. We'll see. Let's, let's, let's see some feedback. Yeah. Let we, us know what you think. Too long, too short, too strange. Just let us know. We'd yeah. Let us know. know. Yeah. We are, uh, Dylan and I are good mates and we are doing this because we love you and we love the gospel and we just love talking about scripture. Mm. So um, please give us feedback and let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, we thank you so much for um, giving us your time and a giving God your time and learning about the gospel with us. And yeah, we pray that you have a great week Mm. and that you get more of God this week. And we can't wait to join you again next time for the next segment that we're going to do. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. See you later, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.